Why? On today's show, we are going to discuss probably one of my worst calls ever in the history of doing pre-market prep. And you know what stock that involves. S&P's up 28 and a half handles. But if you're long some consumer staples, you are getting crushed today. You thought you heard about rotation on these other shows? Well, baby, it's just getting started today. Rotation Central with NVIDIA earnings. Christian Fromhertz is going to come on at 8.35 a.m. and clear everything up for us. This is pre-market prep on a Thursday. We're watching the biggest move in a big cap stock ever, NVIDIA. Mitch, let's get things started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. That's right, folks. We're up 29 handles, 49.55. We caught a boost. We never came close to that uh, closing price of 41.26, even with some debt talk. So there we are, just off the pre-market high of 41.57. The buck over 104 now, up 21 cents at 104.01. Bonds down again, boy. If you think interest rates are going to be going down anytime soon, take a look at this bond market. Crude, give it back what it made yesterday, up a buck. Uh, up yesterday, down today, a buck thirty-nine seventy-two ninety-six gold, working its way into the nineteen hundred handle, down two eighty at nineteen sixty-two. Silver in the red by about a dime, twenty-three point one four five, getting perilously close to twenty-three. And Bitcoin futures, they're down ninety bucks, twenty-six thousand three hundred and fifteen. Let's bring in Triple D here, and Triple D. What do you want to talk about? Would it be uh, rotation? Would it be what you do when NVIDIA goes up? I mean, what is, is this the biggest move in a big cap you've ever seen? I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I think so too. Seeing this kind of market cap put on to anything here, like I mean, NVIDIA, which is trading whatever, you know, we were lost track 70 times forward earnings, is probably going to be trading maybe not as high because those earnings that they're projecting they are going to go a hell of a lot higher. I mean, let's just get to the this is the story of the day. There is repercussions we could talk about for two hours from this move, but let's get to the story of the day, which is definitely NVIDIA. Give us the numbers here, Mitch. The guidance raise was nothing short of incredible. The move is astounding. The ETF traders don't even know what to do with it. I mean, there's so many repercussions here. Give us those numbers. Adjusted EPS at a dollar and nine cents, beating the ninety-two cent estimate. Sales of seven point one nine billion beat the six point five two billion estimate. Nvidia says we're significantly increasing our supplies to meet the surging demand for an entire data center family of products. They said that the computer industry is going through two simultaneous transitions: accelerated computing and generative AI. They also, just to make things a little bit better, they declared a four cent dividend and the demand for AI chips in the data centers spurred NVIDIA to guide 11 billion in sales for the current quarter. Of course, blowing away estimates of 7.15. So big move there on the guidance. And as you can see, I think it got some love. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit, just a little, little bit. bit of love. So... Such so, such an amazing move, and to watch this after hours was crazy as well. Um, because you had Snowflake, which maybe you should give those numbers there too. Snowflake reported right at four o'clock, and it started knocking down everything tech was getting hit on Snowflake because <laughs> Snowflake was down twenty bucks, just like that. Give us those numbers here, Mitch, and we're gonna, Let's just, do we're it. gonna replay Snowflakes. this first twenty minutes from last night because it was one of the best twenty minutes I've seen in a long time. 
Yeah, Q1 EPS 15 cents, beating the 5 cent estimate. Sales 623.6 million, beat the 608.36 million estimate. Snowflake also announced Wednesday that it would be acquiring search startup Neva and lowered fiscal year revenue outlook to be about 2.6 billion below the previous guidance of 2.71. CEO uh, stated that Snowflake is rapidly becoming an AI company as well as a data company. Okay, so they hit they hit the snowflake. They hit it down significantly right on the number at four o'clock. It wasn't and, even a bad report. And it didn't matter though. They just decided that's what they're hitting. And yep. then they started hitting everything cloud. They started hitting everything tech. And they just started like I'm like you started seeing stocks really get hit. S and P's would not break. S and P's were just sitting there, and like even a couple traders at Bright were messaging me. They're like, "Why won't the S and P's go down?" And I'm like. Well, we got NVIDIA coming. And then the S&P started rallying. And they were up one, two, three, four, five handles. I'm looking. All this tech is down because of Snowflake. And I'm like, the S&Ps are up five. I'm like, do they know? I'm like, does somebody know? I'm like, what's going on? How is the S&P up? And anyways, they didn't know because obviously they were just buying NVIDIA. And NVIDIA started to tick higher. But I'm like, man, I'm like, if the S&P is going to stay up, and, and start going up like this, I'm like, is NVIDIA going to blow it away? I'm like, I'm not touching this S&P short here right now. It's like, is NVIDIA going to blow it away? And then it came out, the number, and the algos just went nuts. 421, they started buying NVIDIA and AMD like you could not even believe. And then the algos didn't even know what to do with it because NVIDIA was up like 30 points in less than 30 seconds. And then they start like, you know, S&Ps are going up, obviously. S&P is correct. But then NVIDIA just kept going. And it just kept going. And it wouldn't stop. It just kept going. And what that what happens is the ETF effects, like, because the S&Ps weren't going up enough to make up for NVIDIA. So they were just like, well, we got to sell something. So all of a sudden, they start hitting the IWM. And all of a sudden, they start hitting all the non-tech components of the queues. And all of a sudden, you can see the algos coming in. And they're starting to hit everything that has nothing to do with AI. And I'm like looking after this at like after five minutes after the report, I'm like seeing NVIDIA 50 at the time. And I'm like, there is going to be some absolutely wicked rotation tomorrow. And you can see it here clearly. We're up 30 handles on the S&P. And I will tell you right now, when I look at my screen, two thirds of the stocks are red. That's crazy because NVIDIA is up so much. And obviously all the tech, Microsofts and Googles, the AI play. And that's mm-hmm. so heavily weighted when you add up the Microsofts and the Googles, even Tesla's an AI play now, that it's moved up so much that it's not enough. The S&P is not up not enough for all of this. So they're hitting everything else to make up for it. And you know, so then you look, all your consumer staples are getting hit. Your oil stocks are all getting hit. Your banks are all getting hit. Your, you know, your cyclicals are all getting hit. The few airlines trading higher here, and then it's tech. So it's basically AI versus non-AI today. And that's what this trade has been all night and all morning. It's like, you got AI, we're buying the hell out of you. We know there's, you know, the dozen stocks AI plays. And if you're not AI, we really don't care. Unbelievable rotation. Wow, I could just do like a 15-minute segment off that, but uh, let's just uh, quickly, let's go to the snowflake, and I know it's uh, it's not a direct peer of, uh, of Palo Alto Networks, but I think you kind of had, you know, a kind of group of kind of in the same area, so, you know, you had, you had a decent day yesterday, the stock had had a big, you know, had been in a big rally, I don't know where the expectations were. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I'll just give you the pre-market low of 149 even. And there's a small gap fill here uh, down to 147.59. So if you're looking to bring some stock in there, uh, that would be an area. If it doesn't, you know, if all of a sudden you're 155 bid, then, you know, there could be a nice rally on the upside. The NVIDIA, I'll tell you right now, it's something I've never done before. I've never have written down the exact times of when earnings comes out. And I know these companies do it differently. I know Apple comes out at uh, like right around 4.30. But when I was, I saw the same thing in the S&Ps where the actual mark was at like 41.26. 
and it immediately was trading four handles higher. I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to be able to buy the close. And what I, what my, my plan was is like, okay, if this NVIDIA number is good, they're going to take the S&Ps up. You know, I can maybe catch it with the buy stop. And so I went upstairs and like, grabbed something at like 421. Never put the order in. I came back at 423 and NVIDIA was out gone. and it was gone gone it was absolutely gone now i and like i said i said if it was a down report i'd sell it if it was an up report i'd sell it well i'm glad i don't trade nvidia after hours i'm just going to give you the pre-market high and then i'm going to go the pre-market high is uh right at 396 i'll just go with the kenny glick and uh we've gone for 395 why not test 400 i mean I, that's the only thing i you could say uh, just that's keep how it goes yeah. yeah, like you think it's got it. You almost think it's got to test at this point in time. I mean, there was a lot of cheerleading last night. People were like, oh, I shorted at 385 and 390. It's 372. This thing's going to give it all back. And I'm like, oh, man. This guidance on this yeah. story? I'm like, I'd take that money and run if you got lucky enough to short that thing. Because I'll tell you, the majority of people who have shorted this stock are in the pain trade. They are not in the gravy train. So we can think... You know, oh, it's up 29%. It's got to go back down. One thing I have learned very much, especially since 2020, when everything just got you know, silly, was you cannot short a hot story. And if you go in there with valuation metrics, Dan Nathan style, whoever you want, you know, it's saying, well, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to come in here, short this stock because the valuation doesn't make any sense. That only works once the story cools off. 100%. This story is still as hot as it gets. So I'm not saying it can't go down. I'm saying the risk that, you know, here is just incredible, especially from the short side, because here you're at 305, the valuation was ridiculous. Now it's 395. Now what are you doing if you're short? How do you control that risk? It's a no touch for me. Am I putting in the long-term portfolio? No, it's too far. Do I think there's a catch-up trade with AMD still? Yes, I do. Do I think Lisa Sue can eventually come into this space? Yes, I do. Do I think AMD's valuation is much more attractive than NVIDIA? Yes, I do. But you know, do I come in here saying I'm going to short NVIDIA by AMD? No, I'm just going to stay long AMD. I can't come in here saying, oh yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Eventually comes back down. Um, you know, and and somebody quoted here last night from Twitter, which I never heard this one before, and I'm just going to quote it. It's a little bit a little bit crude, but it's a it's a little bit like I never heard this before, and it sounds really good. Um, Brian Frank, follower on Twitter, thanks for this one. He says a great short short seller once told me, "Only shoot them in the back." I'm like, that is just a good thing to think about, you know. And what does that mean? It means you get short when they're getting weak, when they're rolled over, and when they're in trouble. You don't shoot them when they're coming at you. So you don't, you know, try to be the hero and say, yeah, this is the top. This is where this thing is still in rocket ship mode. So trying to be a hero here, who knows where this thing stops? You got to, you know, more think like digestion, story cools off. Maybe they say something later on bad, you know, shoot them in the back. Don't shoot them in the face. That's a very good say. I've never heard that before. So thank you, Brian Frank. And I'll think about that. So think about that when you're just shorting those rocket ships. I always say don't short a rocket ship. You can't do it because you don't know the pain. And look, people who were short in this last night at 385 and celebrating that it's 375 are now looking at this and saying, oh, well, it'll come back down. Well, now it's like, Joel, it's looking like it's rounding. Looks like it's going to go through 400. No takes through 400. Could it be 425 today? It could be. This can go anywhere it wants to do because the story is as hot as it gets. I don't know. It could sell off too. I'm not trading it. I'm not going to trade it. Oh, there's going to be gonna some sell to come in here they're, and they're, bet on the I, short side. No, no, no. I, I mean, there's going to be a, a, a sell-off. I mean, there's going to be a 20-point drop in here. I, I just don't know when and where it's going to stop. I mean, that. I mean, that's it. Because someone, you know, if you take the philosophy, maybe like you had my thing of like, oh, this is going to be a pop, sell the pop on this, and let's say you just waited, and now it's like, what if you have? What if you're a true quant? Okay, and you have a 360 target or even the old, former old time high. Let's just use that. If I have to give up with one number, three, 346.47. So, what if your target was 350? And, like, whatever, you follow your system, and your system says to sell 2 million shares 
above 350 or better. I mean, you're you're gonna get it. I mean, you're gonna get that done, right? I mean, it'd be better to be parceling out offers, you know, and letting you know the size take you out on the upside. But yeah, I mean, you can short it today. There's gonna be sell-offs. I'd say you'd be be able to, uh, you know, uh, be quick and look at your one or two or five minute chart. But besides that, a lot, uh, lot of risk. Hard yeah, well, the risk reward's not there. there. There's 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 other things there. Congratulations, straddle riders. Holy macro! If you took what that, was the what do we say? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I thought that was low. I really thought that 91. was one. Oh man, this is like nightmarish when I did the right on the Apple straddle. And remember they did the split and all that thing. I started crawling under the desk. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I'm going to lose so much money. I wrote the Apple straddle for like 25 bucks and it capped up 120 bucks the next day. That was when Apple was $500 a share. And they announced all this stuff. They halted the stock and then they showed the beat. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good beat. And then they kept <laughs> announcing stuff. Then they announced a share repurchase and a dividend raise. And I'm like, I am so dead. <laughs> and then to top it all off, they announced a five for one stock split. I'm like, I'm smoked. <laughs> it's over. Never writing a straddle ever again. And I don't know if I ever did. I got to, so it probably did me in because it was so much opportunity there. But Holy, that was a horror story here. Money Mitch, you're quiet here in the background. I want to get your thoughts on all. I ain't quiet. You guys won't let me speak. We let you speak. The table is yours here, Money Mitch. I'm shutting up. I I can just say this. I'll say it really quick. Get rid of your intel quick. Okay, Mitch, Mitch, wait, I'm going to intervene here. Get rid of that intel, baby. Don't don't give Dennis any investment advice, okay? (laughs) Okay? Because... We can go back and play the show from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you talked about buying AMD. Oh, yeah. I I didn't talk about it. Yeah, he did. He did. He called me up. And come, uh, and come I to said, live you know, trading, why would you Joel. listen to Mitch? I said, come to live trading, to Joel. I was calling 90 pullbacks Mitch, on that move Mitch, just because Mitch. I talk Mitch, about something pre-market. Live trading. We got okay, it. Okay, okay. Don't yeah. look I mean, as simple on. as this, as simple as this. What I talk about on pre-market prep. And you Dennis say the says this all the time. Okay, so no, we're not getting afraid of this. I'm breaking this up. Let me speak. We all make good call stop. I'm breaking this completely up and interrupting. Let me we speak. all make good calls. We all make bad calls. That's it. I've listen, made a good call though, on listen. AMD. I've made some bad calls on a lot of other stuff as well. So, I mean, we all make good calls and bad calls. Let's not, you know, go through what we've done good and what we've done bad. We we all make good calls and bad calls. No, we're but it's as simple as this. We're making it's new as simple as this. It's as simple as this. Look, so when we talk about on pre-market prep, right, this is a pre-market outlook, right? Once we get into the intraday, things change. They you do. need to be flexible. And I could clearly see that same day that there was massive buying in AMD. So when it got back above the VWAP, you got a beautiful opportunity for a pullback right to VWAP at 90. If you were watching live trading, you would know exactly I pointed out that exact level. And look at the 90, how it stood out now. Uh, let's move up. This is too much. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to like. This I mean, you got to be flexible. We're trying to move on. We're trying to be flexible. We're all That's good. All We're all friends. Let's move on here. No, I mean, it's a, it's very important to be flexible in the intraday. But I, and I think my that's point, a good point. I think point, that's a good point here, Mitch, that things change very quickly. It's why, you know, I sometimes tweet out, you know, stuff. And I'm like, you know, we talk about pre-market crap. And then I come out and I'm like, I'm tweeting. I'm like, this has changed, folks. And that's why we've talked about me and Joel for a long time about doing an intraday show as well. Like, you know, like what's changed? Like we're, we're still talking about doing something like that. You know, a show starting maybe at 10 a.m. where everything changes. If you're interested in that, let me know. Um, we've talked about, you know, doing that. To Mitch's point, it's a fantastic point because we you can be have one viewpoint uh, at 9 a.m. And that may completely change by 10 a.m. because parameters have changed. So I agree completely with you, Mitch. I flip flop with, with the best of them. You know that. You got to be flexible. So I flip flop with the best. It's of them. it's important in this market. Even more flexible. Intel, though, the reaction that I'm seeing in Intel right now tells me a lot because we know that who are the next two, right? You just talked about AMD, Dennis. I agree with your outlook on AMD, but Intel's the other one making really good graphic chips. Where is it going today? Is it getting any love? Terrible. I mean, look at it. Terrible. This is insane Terrible. that it's going. I think it's insane that it's going down today on a day where you're getting probably one of the best AI graphics news out there right now. 
And, and the reason it's going down is rotation as well. And this is a nice segue into what is happening here. So first, let's do the sympathy plays with NVIDIA. And this is, could be an entire NVIDIA show. So NVIDIA, <laughs> the number one sympathy play is AMD. Obviously. AMD. I held it all. I didn't sell any. I thought Woo! I would sell in to it. I did hold it all. So I'm still long all of my AMD. It's a regular size position, I would say. Um, and then, um, you know, the other ones is anything to do uh, with AI. So Microsoft, obviously getting a good lift. Google, getting a good lift, the AI plays. Then you can go into like the littler plays, like the Palantir, which I had the most fantastic call and screwed oh, the trade all up. Man, Who's I ever know. still in Palantir? Congratulations. Fantastic. I got stopped out. I shouldn't have got stopped out. I knew this was an AI play. Now they're talking about every day, even on the screen, they put it on as an AI play. We were all over this, but I screwed this trade all up. And that happens. Timing was off. Um, then you can go into the little ones here, like the GFAIs even. You know, like you're seeing in anything AI to too. do with AI is having a day here. Yep, AI. And then uh, boom, boom. Yeah, AI's had a nice move. That's trading up four bucks. Got a nice pop over $32. Wow, this is getting back to uh, the recent highs of the move. Uh, actually, there was an exact high at 32 on April 4th, keep an eye on that. Uh, high for the move, the actual recent rally has been 33.87. Uh, so that's what we'll take a look at in AI. And Dennis the Palantir, I mean, you know, we talked about it. You dissected it. So I'll give you I'll all give right. you all the credit on that I had on, the call, and I, I just didn't execute well. And, I mean, this happens, and you just got to, you know, sometimes you can be right and just get your timing wrong, and you'll lose mm -hmm. money. And, I mean, that's what the kind of market that we're in. That happens to the best of us. So, but now let's talk about this rotation here, Mitch. So, we oh, give you the simple plays. I mean, you have the entire non-AI world saying, you know, it's a completely different story here today. Like, you're up 33 handles on the S&P. You're like, wow, it's going to be a good day for my stock. It's going to be a good day for your stock. One, if it has anything to do with AI. Two, if it's tech. Or three, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> because the majority of stocks in the S&P, believe it or not, are red. And that Look is at the Nvidia... street. Look how good the street was on this Pepsi, Dennis. I mentioned that to yeah. you yesterday. I said, look at look at this Pepsi. This is a total. We are. We forget the safety trade, man. They were like, they were selling. staples. They it's were not selling just Pepsi. Coke. It's staples, utilities. I mean, they're selling, you know, what is not first, what is not AI, but they're selling, you know, it's risk on right now. We're on tech risk on and not risk on for everything, but risk on like you're hiding out for your three, four percent dividend and some stock oh, that's got no growth. They don't want that. ATT, they don't want that. Verizon, they don't want that. T-Mobile even right now, which has the growth, they don't want that because it's in the queues, which is a whole other story. Pepsi's in the queues too. So anything, any non-tech that's in the queues is getting hit here. <laughs> but let's go to Dollar Tree because this is a good one. This is a good one for a, this is like the best example here of a non-tech stock in the queues announcing earnings on the worst. I bet you they don't announce earnings uh, the same day as NVIDIA anymore. How, how was that report, Mitch? Let's take a look. Q1 adjusted EPS at a dollar forty-seven misses the dollar fifty-two estimate. Sales of seven point three two billion beat the seven point two eight billion, and they do see fiscal year twenty-three sales at thirty billion to thirty point five billion on the high end. So two problems here for Dollar Tree. Well, three, three problems for Dollar Tree. One, this is definitely not an AI play, and this is AI day. You don't want to report on AI day if you're a non-AI play. Two, you don't want to miss. On a non-AI day. And this is or on an AI day. And this is an AI day and non-AI stock. Three, the biggest problem for Dollar Tree is in the queues. So they're buying the hell out of the queues and looking for what they can hit in the queues to make up the difference. So Dollar Tree getting extra hammered here because it's in the queues. It's one of the 100 stocks that's in the queues. Yes, Dollar Tree is in the queues. It's not all tech stocks. Those 25 queues, those 25 stocks that are in the queues that are non-tech, are all red. There's almost no deviation. Yeah, we what? talked about Pepsi. Just quickly go through these. Okay. Pepsi, down 1%. Costco, down 0.7%. T-Mobile, trading down 38 handles going right now, down over 1%. Comcast, down. Honeywell, down. Offered down, not trading down much, but offered down, so going to trade lower. Mondelez, down. 
you know, monster beverage are in the queues down. These things are down. So now you have Dollar Tree that reports a disappointing quarter and it's in those queues, extra hammering for you. The algos are extra hammering this thing down 13%, not the story you want to be in. So three problems with Dollar Tree. They're absolutely hammering this. I'm trying to come up with like uh, an AI, like doll AI tree instead of dollar. Take out the R and put the I in there. And that might ha- might help the stock. I can give you one technical level, and that's it. One level, one level only today. Uh, your pre-market low is 131.27, and that is real close to the low of the move. Oh, no, wait. That's way below the low of the move. Holy man. Oh, no, it's close enough. 133.38. So right there. Potential with a capital P uh, buy zone if, in fact, it goes down there. That was a recent low of the move. And just like there's going to be a break eventually in, uh, you know, in sometime in NVIDIA today, we when we predict it, it's going to be very difficult. But there'll be a 10 or 15 point rally in Dollar Tree because that's just Dollar Tree. And that's just the way I don't know, trade. man. You don't it's think in so? the queues here today on non-AI day. Ooh. I ain't touching it. Dollar no, General. Dollar General getting hit on the sympathy. How's all Tar- five below? Target getting hit on the sympathy? Oh, I mean, Target's yeah. just an epic disaster story here, too, which has been common. I mean, I feel like the Target story. Here are the killing Coles, the killing Macy's, and they got Target tied up there in Walmart. It's kind of a combo, though, really, Target. You know, it's kind of like big stores. I mean... You're thinking Macy's, Nordstrom, Kohl's are all struggling here, but Target's going to be the one that continues to do well? You thought wrong. Target has started to leak. Target is now approaching the 2022 lows. I think Target, I have no position. I was shorted earlier. I've already covered it, so I have no position at this point in time, so I can freely talk it. I think Target goes a lot lower. What Did you get out of your Kohl's yesterday? Yes, I did. So, and this is what you've got to do sometimes too, is just say, hey, this is a good quarter. It's an awesome rally and it's a really bad stock. And I'm like, I'm taking this opportunity and I'm selling it. I sold it and I got $22. So I sold out at 22. It's already down to 2069 from there. I think after I was in that Nordstrom on the weekend in the, at the Eaton Center, and again, this is the flagship store for the Eaton Center, three floors of Nordstrom, huge in there. And they're selling the fixtures off the walls. I'm like, this writing is on the wall here. These all feel like they're future Bed Bath and Beyonds. And I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that, I tell you, that store itself is a Bed Bath and Beyond. And if there's going to be more stores going down like that, that's not good for Nordstrom. So don't want to own Nordstrom. Don't want to own Kohl's. Out of it. Not going to buy Macy's for the real estate because that's a crappy reason to buy a stock. Yes, valuation is attractive on all these things. But there's just so many changes happening here. Money Mitch, what are your thoughts here on traditional retail? He's on mute. He never does that. Mitch never does that. Uh, just looking at the numbers, I'm ready for the numbers are about to hit. Um, oh, what do we got at 830? Do we got We got thing? GDP. Yeah, big big number. Oh, GDP gosh. coming in. So. Oh, I'm getting out of yeah, GDP. I didn't want to interrupt you there, Dennis. Yeah, there might be something else to pay attention to here. Mitch, we, um, can, meet, we can meet for breakfast in, uh, in Tennessee. Uh, and get back, and then we can finish the show. And Dennis, oh, I, I, I know you guys. You, you keep it going, We're not baby. Even moving. We don't need content. We man, got who Dennis. cares about GDP? It's all about <laughs> Nvidia, man. All, all right. Dude, initial jobless sure. claims also coming in here. The estimate is two hundred and fifty thousand prior two hundred and forty-two thousand GDP quarter over quarter expected here at one point one and prior two point six. Let's see what happens here. Will it move the market? Will it move the needle? Honestly, mm. I do not know today. No. Um, I, I don't know if it can really move the needle where it's at, but let's find out here as it hits the tape. Okay. Uh, boom, boom. This is 1.1. So not much. I mean, that's a good number, but what does that mean? Does that mean All that right, the Fed, I got it you here. know, has to know those interest rate rises still in their back pocket here? The silver lining, the non-silver lining. It's AI day. We don't care about each Yeah, my tech stocks, I was just going to say. All right, it's AI Q, day. GDP, Q, uh, quarter over quarter, Q1, 1.3% versus 1.1. Estimate was uh, prior was 2.6, right? So we did beat the estimate, at least showing a little bit of increase there in GDP over the estimate. Of course, not higher than the prior number. But as long as this is over zero, right, I think that we're all okay with it. 
Um, and I don't think this does too much for the narrative right now. I think it just kind of leaves it by itself. What are you seeing in the price action? Not moving at all. Nothing. Yeah, moving. Nothing. 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 Moving. They don't care. This is AI day. They don't care about economic numbers. Let's and bring it back to AI day. Do you trade the C three AI, Mitch? Do you do this one on live chain? Because it's a move. Um, we AI? were looking. We were looking for the move through twenty one the other day, but oh, I, I didn't get it. 31. I didn't get it, man. Thirty one. Thirty. I mean, live trading, bro. We kill it. I'm not even gonna lie, man. We take small names. We take big names. Nice. But I, I did. I did uh, like a Palantir trade that was really nice. Nice. Um, we 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 touch them all. And I think that's the important thing is being able to trade from the top to the bottom. Of course, finding where your game is is very important. AI is one definitely to keep an eye out for. I still think Palantir is one to keep watch, right? We were just talking about that uh, like two days ago where it was kind of sideways at 12, already to 1350 there. So keep your eyes on that one. And then, of course, there's going to be some more AI plays just coming around, right? So yeah. just keep your eyes because... I have a feeling if anyone starts to mention it, you start to see moves, right? This ion Q keeps moving because it's quantum computing. In the long yeah. run, I think that's where AI really goes to, not necessarily even graphic chips. It'd be in quantum computing. But of course, that's too expensive right now. So I think we're talking way out there. But ion Q is still even moving right now, trying to break 11. Give me yeah. your list of AI stocks, Mitch. We do this you all the time. A lot of, I, I always stick, we're pretty much in the S&P. I sometimes get a little bit out of it. But I'm mostly, you know, mega, mega cap or large cap trading. I want a list of all these AI stocks here. So on my list, obviously, is all the mega caps. I know those ones, the NVIDIAs and the AMDs and the Microsofts and the Googles. But, you know, like the IOMQs, you know that's something what? I don't go into. So you would put this as an AI stock? Yeah, exactly. IOMQ. And then you got AI, which the chat's talking about, which oh, is the best ticker yeah, symbol in the whole one. world. I don't know anything about this company. Best ticker symbol in the whole world right now, though, AI. And then it was oh. like GFAI. Gert yeah, GFAI. CXAI. Um, sound is one, but I really haven't seen that one move. Uh, so I would, yeah, I wouldn't, it's I wouldn't necessarily keep today. that one. It's the one on the AI list. Yeah, what it's fifty-two cents though. Just be careful with a name like that, right? Um, yeah. But we'll see what else Wasn't is making moves. BFAI, Bullfrog one. Yeah, there's BFAI. B, there's B, so what many. the hell is the Bullfrog one? BF. Uh, Bullfrog is BFRG. That's BFRG. Bullfrog. That one actually a little sleepy here. I like that. I like that. What's the symbol on that one? BFRG. We're writing down all these little AI plays. Not saying to buy these. Not saying I'm writing a list of AI stocks. So I know next time you have an AI movement, I know you can go to these names. I just want, before we go to Christian here. Chat's awesome. Elon in the chat. I just want to uh, just talk about this AI for a second because it did have that nice, I'm going to pull the chart up. And this, you know, using news and using, you know, technicals can be, you know, putting them together could be a good thing because that thing had a big sell off and you had this quiet move and and you were down in the $17 area and everyone's like, okay, yeah, leaving it for dead. And there was a short seller report came out and this was on may 15th and when these short seller reports come out you know the first thing you say is what's the company saying right and they immediately it was right after the earnings report they immediately came out and responded to that short seller report and obviously the street liked what they heard because in one session it went from 1942 to 2397 that was this was uh the big move here so you know, as you talk about, you know, something pulls back, you know, has a little bit of a consolidation, has a little, you know, a move away from the consolidation. If you were fortunate to catch it around the 2021 area, you have a good area. You have a really good stop area at the 17. So just wanted to bring, you know, putting the news together yeah. with the technicals. Now, the only thing you're thinking about pre-market high, I told you there was another high around 32. And then the recent high for the move has been way up at 34.68. But uh, we need another op- opinion here, and it's a good one. Is we got Mr. Fromhertz in the background? You know it. Let's go ahead. Let's get my man on. I'm a, I threw up some tickers there. I saw that you guys wanted to ask about those, so I tried to make them visible at the bottom. But let's go ahead. Let's get to our interview today. Christian Fromhertz, CEO and founder of Tribeca Trade Group. He is moving up the rankings as number one 
guest on Benzinga. How you, and, 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 <laughs> and how you doing? I'm doing good. And if you could please uh, use the correct company name, it's now Tribeca Trade Group AI. So, oh, oh nice. Uh, that's a good call. You didn't put I'm, it in I'm the front, Christian? <laughs> it should have been AI Tribeca Trade Group. You know what? You should change the spelling of your first name. Well, we'll see. You know that we can do that too. But you mix um, the A and the I, so you Christian. No, you, but he's going to change it officially guys, to AI. Guys, it's going to still kind of sound the same, Christian. It's the last name you got to trade. Is that right? No, Chris Dane. Chris Dane. So you're not Christian anymore. You're going to be Chris Dane going forward because we want the AI in there. I like that. I like All right, I, I like these. Chris I like Dane. these ideas. We could definitely do something here with that. Fully so. <laughs> off the rail show. All right, first right, of all, Chris. I want to talk to you because yep. you 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 had a good trade in in uh, Nvidia, and we have we talk about targets, and when you're on a swing trade or a longer <laughs> yes. term trade, there's targets, and then and then the hardest thing to do too, and I probably don't do this enough for investors. Don't you say, you know what? Let them take me out on the way down. Like I may have a good target and everything. But let them take me out on downward momentum, and and you know, so it hits 280, and you don't get out at 280. You have a stop at 260. You get hit at 260. You're like, I'm such a dummy. But that, that's such a hard thing to do. But uh, talk about this move, and then talk about this thing moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really astounded yesterday when I, so I always, you know, whenever there's a big earnings report and I usually like tweet out the numbers and I, I did that for the, um, for the, for the initial number yesterday and it didn't have the guidance in it. So um, it was funny just to listen to kind of Twitter yesterday and they're like, geez, you know, this really d doesn't seem like, you know, versus last year, what they're you know, what the number was. And I saw people like analyzing that on my, on my Twitter feed um, in regards to like, you know, what their numbers were. And I didn't tweet out the guidance. I kind of tweeted it out a little bit after the fact. And, um, you know, that was really to me just, I mean, an amazing number. And I think everybody is, is just, you know, blown away by, you know, what the guidance is. And, you know, I, I mean, that's the whole thing in the, in the stock when you're analyzing earnings and um, it became such a, which is really odd to me. It became such a battleground stock between there was a lot of people who were trying to short Nvidia, and oh. they were they were looking at the valuation. And you know, it's always about, and I, I know that you guys teach this as well, but it, it's always about like looking at the road ahead and not you know behind. And like, yeah. what are they going to be doing in the future? And and of course, you know, they're you know they they have that theme of ai and they've got the best chip out there for it but i just was blown away by so many people saying oh i'm going to short this on valuation because um you know it's gone up so much this year and it shouldn't be up that much and and this is i just try to like um you know i, I don't try to like convince anybody or, or argue with anybody on twitter because you know that's a waste that of time yeah. but but i was trying to say like hey well look at what they <laughs> look at you know the road ahead in terms of you know how much revenue are they going to be generating and, um, you know, so I, I think it's also interesting, too, is we've heard a lot about this theme and so forth, and we haven't really had the numbers behind it. And we've seen all these moves go up and you know, joking around that, you know, if you have that, you know, ticker symbol AI, you know, the stock's going to do your stack's going to do well, but at least this this puts some numbers behind what kind of you know what kind of revenue they're looking to to generate, which is just unbelievable. Um, you know, in in terms of that number and and um, you know it was not a you know sometimes these the moves into earnings are sometimes buy the rumor sell the news. This was not a um a sell the news uh, event that we had yesterday. Christian, what I really took from it is that, especially with that guidance, is that this story is real. Yeah, this story, exactly. like, yeah. and you can say, oh, we get a hot story. And like I've said before, you know, we had blockchain. We've had so many different hot stories. This story here, though, isn't just a hot story. This could be a whole movement. Like, this is like the internet recreated, you know, like, I mean, we, we knew the internet. We had the internet bubble. And do we have an AI bubble here? Maybe or maybe not. But when you see guidance raises like that, it's, it's telling me that the story is real. How do you, like, if you're a trader here, and I've kind of been on the sidelines to a certain extent, I have some AMD, but, I mean, what do you do? Like, do you chase NVIDIA here? Or you just got to, like, let it go and eventually wait for the story to cool off a bit and then get in? How do you get involved with this AI story if you haven't been involved already? I, well, that's, you know, that's, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think you just kind of, you, you, you kind of have to bite the bullet a little bit and have some type of, you know, small position. 
and because yeah, I, I I don't really know how you can put on a large position, you know, with the with things moving as they are. Um, and you just kind of have to understand that like this is a very difficult macro environment. That <laughs> this macro environment may give you more. Um, more chances, um, especially with, you know, the Fed may not be done raising interest rates. I keep thinking once we have one of these banking situations go on, I'm like, ah, they're done raising interest rates. But, you know, we've heard from all these Fed speakers the last week or so. It's um, I call it like the the view um, for, because it's they, the, you know, the Fed speakers just continue to talk every day. And I think we've got a couple more and, you know, they're dialing those down the expectations of, well, number one, they're, they don't want to, um, you know, uh, lower rates at all, even, you know, going out six months is basically what they're saying. But th I think there's now, I was looking yesterday, um, one of my members brought brought to my attention that there's about a f almost a 50% chance that they're going to raise interest rates in not the June meeting, in the July meeting. So, um, you know, so that's another quarter, uh, uh, 25 basis points that they're going to be looking to possibly do in July. And again, that can, that could change. We're going to get another, um, inflation data point out tomorrow. So, uh, you know, all of that is subject to, um, you know, to, to we're ripping here. I saw to interrupt you. Just watch your offers yeah. here. We are just ripping North. We are now coming up on Wednesday's Globex high at, uh, 66 and a quarter. Sorry about that. I just, no, no, no. I, I was going on, but uh, it's a very, so it's a very difficult answer. Uh, question. I'm, I'm asking for myself. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you say you're asking for a friend. I'm like, ask it for myself, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to be more involved, but I'm like, I don't want to chase NVIDIA. Oh here. man. Yeah. So I think that's that's what you have to do is like you have to have some type of you know small position and then just look for those opportunities where hey maybe we get some type of a pullback because of something macro related, and um, and then you have your your you know, group of stocks. Um, another one that you, that um, I think is also a AI play or um, which doesn't get that much attention is this SMCI, which is. Which oh, is you talked actually, about that a long time ago. I mean, look at how much down. it's up pre-market. It's, it's up uh, $25. It's wow. up, you know, this morning. So that is one of the, the, uh, the bigger AI plays that people are not talking about. And, um, the valuation in this company is not expensive. It still has a PE of about 15. So oh. it's, it's, um, you know, it's not one of those, you know, speaking of like that high valuation AI trade, this is not one of them. You mentioned that uh, on the closing print. I mean, that must have been over a month ago, maybe maybe six weeks ago, right? Sometime in uh, sometime in April. And look at that gap and go. So that uh, did that have is, is this AI news? It didn't have any other specific news, huh? Yeah, when it when it reported earnings a couple of weeks back, this was just in the beginning of uh, of the month. The stock was at 110. It's at 190 this morning. Yeah, and they they did it really fueled. You know, they mentioned AI in their earnings call, and you know about how they're kind of you know connected into that. So. Um, it's again, it's been one of those, you know, a little bit of an under the radar play, but, yeah. um, you know, you'll see days where the, the AI theme is there and you'll get that whole basket of stocks moving. And this is definitely one of them. Uh, Christian, what about, let's just go overall real macro yep. here. I mean, wow. I mean, you have your haves and your have nots, even within the individual sectors, within the retail sector, you get something like Aber and Combi, boom, yep. big day yesterday, Kohl's, Target going the other direction, housing market looking good, other sectors just not, just not a broad-based rally here. I mean, here we are. We are at the precipice of breaking out 4,200. You know, this big area. Is this AI story? Is the big tech, is it, you know, it's done the heavy lifting up to now? Are we finally at that point where, you know, the small caps, the other things are going to come along for the ride? We're going to clear that high for the year and make our way to higher ground? Or, you know, that, I mean, I, I call it like the debt disaster versus like, you know, AI love. I mean, where are you at on it? Do you have something technically that you're looking at or fundamentally do the fundamentals, you know, are we out of the bank situation yet? Or, you know, where, where are you stand on the overall market? Well, I think, uh, and you guys said this just a few moments ago saying, you know, especially for retail, it's, it's the haves versus the have nots. And 
some names, you know, you look at the, the Dollar Tree, and I know that you guys already talked about that name, but, you know, they're they're killing names that if, if they really have a bad quarter or if something isn't right um, in, in their guidance or margin pressure, right, they're, you know, names are getting are getting crushed, too. Um, but then, you know, one name that I, I don't think you guys talked about this morning is, um, is Elf Beauty, which they also again kind of a lot of names are getting overshadowed of course by, by oh. nvidia but but um th- do they have the ai <laughs> yeah they're beauty ai no I'm beauty. <laughs> <laughs> but the the quarter that they put out uh, was they they crushed it in terms of their their estimates and you know they gave you a little bit of a dip to buy um you know going into their quarter so it's gonna like ulta reports after the close today that's gonna be another interesting one to watch but man if you if you go through their numbers for for elf beauty i, I was astounded at how much um they're continuing to grow and I don't really know them too well. I mean, it's a makeup company, but they must be doing something right yeah, for sure. um, to, to continue because it's not just this quarter. It's like the last two or three quarters that Elf has has crushed the um, the estimate. So really impressive. Um, I'm going to I'm also thinking about um, the cyberspace, too, which, you know, Palo Alto had good numbers. Um, you know, a good reaction and CrowdStrike reports in a couple days. So um, I got long a little bit of CrowdStrike yesterday, and I'm looking for a, a run into earnings for that when they report at the end of the month on 531. So it's it's really that, you know, to try to answer your question, the small caps are just really tough. Um, I was looking at IWO, the, the, um, the growth part of small caps. But it's really, you know, these are challenging areas. You know, there's stops and starts with these groups. And, you know, I think that you really just want to focus on the ones that are the leaders and showing really good results or good themes. And for the rest of the market, you know, don't try to do too much. I mean, we're just, and, and maybe that's it. Like, this is the adjustment. Like, I've found, and I don't know in your trading, maybe it's different here, Christian. You're in a different time frame than I am. But I found I've had to do a lot of adjusting in the last month or two because there's things happening in this market that I haven't seen in a long time. And some things I think I've never seen before. You know, it's not every day you see, you know, a, a major component in the S&P go up 30%. I mean, there's adjustments even for that in your own trading. I mean, how, just a general question, when you see changes into the market, how do you adjust your trading? Like, do you trade like size different? How, how do you adjust? for when you see changes in the overall market. Yeah, I mean, and there's a couple of things here, and I, and I like what you guys said too. What Mitch said, I think, about being flexible. I mean, you, you have to just keep being flexible, and, and you, you know, in my opinion, you just, you can't stay like, anchored to like what you thought a week or two ago you know there's a it it is a very challenging to me it's a very challenging trading environment with all of this macro background um you know about they're not done at raising interest rates and so forth and the debt ceiling and you know i just i definitely toned down my position sizes you know i mean like even yesterday i I was trying to like buy the dip in a couple things but you you know you you don't know that if we're not going to have a little bit of a further spill lower after that reversal that we saw the other day so, I mean, um, really kind of managing position sizes in this environment. And, you know, sometimes that's to the detriment, you know, because if somebody said, you know, I think we're all saying hindsight 2020, you know, looking at the performance of the queues this year has been amazing, you know, yeah. coming into it. And nobody, and nobody really, you know, thought that that was going to happen in the beginning of the year. How many analysts came out and said, oh, the first half of the year is going to be horrible. It's going to be the second half. So, you know, you really kind of have to pick up on some of these things that are changing in the marketplace. And, um, you know, you do what you're what you're comfortable with. Right. And at the end of the day, if you don't have the conviction level to to you know, put on a big, you know, position or, you know, um, you know, add a lot of risk, you know, that's not going to work either. So you really have to do what you feel is comfortable, you know, do your homework, um, you know, try to understand, you know, what the major themes are and the plays and, and where there's momentum in this market. And, um, and again, like I go back to like, you know, trying not to do too much, you know, you can't force, you know, thinking like, Oh, well, the small caps are a good buy here, but that's, that's not what we now we're, Yeah. I mean, you got to go where the money's at. I mean, that's, you know, and when it's not there, it's just not there. The market, it's just, just, merciless and uh you know a bad report they're killing it but uh yeah. christian uh thanks for uh coming on here uh late notice 
Christian Fromhertz from Tribeca Trade Group AI. Thank Joining you. us here <laughs> on Christine uh, Fromhertz. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, thanks a lot. Always great insights, and uh, we'll be dialing up. Enjoy. Have a have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we didn't get to talk about the Preakness. That wasn't much to talk about. And uh, enjoy. Uh, do you have an Indy 500 pick? Oh, I, I don't. I'm I'm more gonna I'm gonna be watching uh, F1 as well in, in Monaco. That's always an entertaining uh, race. That's also this weekend. All right, thank you, Christian. We'll Thanks, dial guys. you up soon. Thanks, Christian. All right, uh, we had that little market. blast. We had a little blast up to the high of 66 and a quarter. I tried to sneak that in there. That's Wednesday's Globex high. That's uh, 66 and a quarter. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's just uh, that's just one daily high from yesterday. And it's funny because he was talking about. You know, like he was trying to buy some things yesterday, you know, things that he liked. And it, it was a tough, I mean, I was trying to buy some things too. And there was just a couple of trades where I'm like, man, I, I feel good about this. This is right. And then boom, there was like, you know, another drop. I'm like, okay, you know, sometimes you just got to try it again. Or what Christian you know, alluded to, you know, if you want something for the day, go in 25% and wait. Because, you know, now... I don't know what last week's low was 41.20. Really tried to focus on that. Went down to 41.14. Big deal. Six handles. Now we're right back up at Wednesday's highs. So uh, uh, nice move. Nvidia just hanging out at 395 here. Uh, what is the pre? Anything on the pre? I'll just still keep giving you the pre-market high. That's the only thing we're gonna. That's gonna be your number for the day. Whatever that is, that will be your swing number. But uh, Mitch, you want to do? Do we have some more earnings stocks, or do you want to do trade zero? Uh, we'll go to trade zero. I did want to say though that I did throw up links there for, of course, Christian Fromhertz. So if you're not following him on Twitter, thank you. Definitely missing out. And also Tribeca Trade Group. If you guys want to go ahead and check it out, he doesn't. He didn't add AI at the end of that just yet, but I'm sure it might be coming. All right, let's get to, of course, our trade zero time. You guys smash the like. It's trade zero to uh, trade zero daily outlook here. And one thing I want to take a look at is. What maybe semiconductor is showing up on the net change up that we might just be missing? All right, of course, at the top, NVIDIA. I don't think anybody's shaking that today. ASML (laughs) showing up also making a really nice move higher. Of course, we're talking now semiconductor equipment stocks, but this one making a nice little move above the 700. Seems to be holding 700 right now. What do you see on that chart, Joel? Oh, 800. 800, baby. <laughs> this is not investment advice. Buy it you set- go to 700, then you go to 800. You, you to buy it 700, you put in a 649.99 stop, and you put an uh, order to get out at 799.99. That's not now. I mean, it's up. Is what's a, we're way above the high of the move. Uh, you're 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 above the next monthly high seven. Nope, seven fourteen sixty two. That's a one star resistance. That was your March of two thousand twenty two high. That's all I got for you on that one. All right. Uh, just want to quickly address. Uh, we did not have a sponsorship of live person on the show. Just want to make that clear. Um, he was just a guest for AI purposes, and that's what we were trying to touch. Just try to clear up some stuff. Uh, definitely don't like to see rumors talked about. This in is the chat. all AI stuff. So, like you said, it's the chips, the like chip equipment. I mean, we're everything. Yeah. Where you know, um, you've got you know, obviously sympathy plays. You got supplier plays. You got so much stuff. NVIDIA is, if there was ever a bus driver that was very obvious, it's NVIDIA here today. Yeah. And this is just incredible when you look at everything on the list. I mean, they're all related here. Yeah. It's, about, it's, more, it's more than the chips. It, it, they're, you know, they have the whole ecosystem, right, for mm-hmm. AI development. So. Everything. <laughs> well, everything. Uh, I think this uh, NVDL, the 1.5 long NVIDIA. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's what MVDL, the 1.5. Like, we really needed this product. Why, why, I don't know what we really ever did after it because you know, you can't 100 shares, you can't just I go buy 150 shares of the regular <laughs> stock. No, you go buy at the 1.5 along, and then you only have to buy 100 shares. I That's get it. it. 
That's well, it, shouldn't Dennis. that be up like one and a half times? Are these not just ways to get around like margin require? And obviously they're going to figure this stuff out, the brokers. But I mean, all these products, like why ever? I get like the short products because some people on some brokers don't want to short. Stocks, but why do we ever need a 1.5 times long <laughs> product? This is just crazy what they allow to be created. Why yeah. was this created? There's no reason for this. Dennis, product. Dennis, Dennis. I know. Money, 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 money. Yeah. ETF effects, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> money, money, money. So money. it gives you something to talk about on the show. Yeah, me too. Exactly, so there man. you go. I got uh, what what else is it? AV, AVGO. On the daily, it's definitely bro broken through. You guys can see that on the daily here. Starting to push. It looks like it wants 700. It's definitely at the top. So, I mean, you're not getting it at the bottom here. What do you guys think about Broadcom? Again, you're just <laughs> your tech. I mean, tech stocks, you get the pullback for one day and then boom. So, I mean, there's the tale of two markets. The tech is in a relentless bull market and relentless. the IWM is in a bear market. And it's not even a great day for IWM here today, too. With up 38 handles, the IWM's trying to stay green. I mean, it's just the tale of two markets. You got tech and AI plays versus everything else. Got a good number, though. You got 698.99. That is the old time high. That was made off the Apple news. And this was the Apple spike. This was back on the 23rd. They were doing something with Apple. They got really excited there in the pre market uh, on that day. They went to 714.87. So. If, in fact, you, you break out above, that's where a seller was on the pre-market, at least on uh, on the 23rd, whether they'll be there today or not. But your two-day high, your all-time high, that's 698.99 in shares of Broadcom. And why they ever changed their symbol, I don't know. Of course, they had that deal with Apple, and that's uh, another reason why I was bringing it up. So keep your eyes, right? I mean, AVGO, Apple. I'd keep an eye on those. Um, another one that I, I've seen the chart and I just want to point to is Marvell. I think that's really started to get going. It had a really yep. nice bar today. Um, a lot of bottoming action on that chart. Where do you see the resistance, Joel? I know I see it, but we'll put it out there for him. Wow. I mean, it looks like you're exceeding this high. So, yeah, I just want to see it stay uh, 49.49. That's really not. No, it didn't exceed it. That's the only thing yep. I, I got there is 49.49. Uh, your after hours high was 49.48. There's a good level for you. Triple D, this is one you picked on and over the years, right? I hope you have exactly. it. What stock is it? Marvell. Marvell, Mar 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 baby. Yeah, again, this is, yeah, and I have had a lot of luck with this one. I'm not long it right now. I wish I was. I looked in the low 40s and I had it a couple of times. I've been really good with this stock. It's one of the swing trading ones I've done really well. I took it from 40 to 65 once. I came back, I took it from 40 to like 46. I missed this last one. I should have rebought it at 40 again because now it's 49. I mean, hard to chase all this stuff here today. I think, you know, again, I don't chase. It's not my style. Buying something up 7%, I lose money more often than I make money. But when you get the pullbacks here, you have a shopping list and you use that shopping list here because, you know what? I don't think this AI story, could this be a capitulation event? You know, could this be the top for all these stocks? It's possible. But it also could still just be a spike, and then maybe we get a reprieve and a cool off, and that's where I want to strike. So on all these stocks, you know, answering you know the question I answered, Christian, to a certain extent, if you're not involved in the AI trade, I don't think you chase here today. I think you get your shopping list ready, which is why I made a shopping list of stocks here, you know, with you guys as well, um, with the chat, and I think you execute when you get a cool off, you know, and maybe it's the debt ceiling negotiations. Like they're going to come, there'll be a hiccup. Oh, no deal, no deal, no deal. And then all of a sudden Joel's in the background. Um, th th then all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, you get the pullback that maybe you need, but on pullbacks here, I'm not buying foot locker. I'm not buying coals. You got to pick the right stocks. Every dip is not to be bought. That foot locker we talked about at 31, it's 26 now, five days later. So yeah, we got that one right. We get some stuff wrong. We get some stuff right. I think you're buying tech. You're buying AI types of stocks on dips. You're not buying non-AI on dips right now because this market hates if there's no AI story.
All right, let's just take a little peek here at the down story. One stock that I'm just going to keep in mind is Adobe because I feel like they should have some really good AI graphics and stuff like that, but I just haven't seen that really kind of show up. But who knows what can move today, right? I'm trying to look for stories that haven't gone, not the ones that already yeah. have gone 100%. No, for sure. Right? All right, let's look just really quickly. Net change down. I see, uh, of course, Dollar Tree there. And what you're going to see here is it's kind of like a theme here. Uh, we're seeing a lot like Costco down, right? Um, uh, stocks like that, the Pepsi, the non-tech. Yeah. AEO uh, did report today. That one didn't do as well on the reaction. They were in line, ending inventory declined. Management guided for revenue to be down, low single digits. I think yesterday was definitely a pop to sell on retail. We could clearly see that all I around. I think so too. Um, it was one of those that they just lowered the bar enough that they, some of them came in. They pushed it right back. And then right in the intraday, they kind of smacked it right back down. Not A and F, though, man. Not A and F. I mean, this is something Dennis is, you know, is talking Certain about. Certain stocks. Like that. Yeah. There's yeah. always an outsider too. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, nothing works a hundred percent. There's always, yeah. you know, a, a story that's maybe a little bit better. James pointing yeah. out Dish Network up thirteen percent here in the pre-market. Dish. Here is here is an example of Cole's part two, where you got a you know a decent. They sold something, I think, or. You know, there's a headline here driving the price higher. What is it? Yeah. There was a headline. I saw you know what? Headline. I think someone downgraded that today to a sell. Yeah, but there was no to neutral city. But there was also they sold something or they did something. I can't remember. I saw the headline go by. But any types of spikes on these stocks, in my opinion, are sells. Dish Network it, it's is not like you're cord cutting everything. Anti. Look at where this 40, 30, 20, 10. Every time this is spiked up, it's just been another selling opportunity. You know, could it go to eight bucks? Sure. But at the same time, do you want to come in here and buy this thing up 11% and then they pull the rug out from under you? Because it just seems like eventually the rug's pulled here. And I think when we look at Dish Network, you know, two, three years from now, I think it's lower. All right. I'm going to let you guys uh, finish this up. Fun show today and yeah. uh, great content as usual by us. Mitch, sorry for picking on you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no I'll, worries. Got to stay back. flexible, baby. We get, we get feisty sometimes on the show. No, the, the key, uh, and, traders are all feisty and, and I, I see this in the chat often also mentioned from dennis if he changed his mind the truth is if you're a trader and you just stick to one thinking oh, yeah. you're doing it wrong oh yeah i'll just straight up tell you guys yeah man and there's people in the chat that get like mad because we change opinions yeah you're doing it wrong yeah. we're not in the business to be predictors this is not what we're here for i'm not reading tail reading cards here for you guys yeah. if i want to read tail reading cards well you can go down the street and you can get that the truth is we're going to tell you how we see it in the morning this is pre-market prep this is an intraday live market action no. this isn't what's going to happen after the market today and this isn't what's going to happen three weeks from now this is getting you ready for the intraday market on our views in pre-market and the truth is price action overrides all that towards the open uh-huh if dennis is looking at a stock today and nvidia just drops 14 points right out the gates it's going to be a new mentality Changes that goes things. into his head if you're a trader out there especially day traders understand we need to be flexible it's okay to have an idea in the morning but once that bell rings we're focused on what we're doing, execution, living in the now, not focused on the present of what was given to us in the morning. And I think that a lot of traders have trouble in doing what? They're focused on the future. They're focused on the present versus focused on what's in front of them and trading just that. Mitch, you couldn't have said all that better. And I mean, your job as a trader is to change your mind. Write that down. Your job as a trader, your job as an investor to find good stocks at reasonable valuations and try to hold through all the crap. Your job as a trader is to flip-flop and be on the right side and be in the good stocks and moving around. I mean, that's how you, you know, make a living as a trader. If you're trying to be a better investor, you do have to ignore the noise and you just buy good stories, you know, or, or growing of growth reasonable valuation i mean the people who bought apple back when the original iphones were coming out in 2007 2008 just murdered it because they're like this product changes things so i mean that's what you've got to do but you've got to be respected the valuation always too now as a trader i completely agree here mitch you got to be able to flip flop we flip on this you know and people will hold if i tweet something 
You know, there's people that absolutely <laughs> despise me. There's people that yeah. love me. Lots of people love me, but the people that despise me. And if I tweet something, I don't like this stock, they will come up with that from a year and a half ago when I didn't say I didn't like the stock. They will ignore that maybe I changed my mind and I moved all the way and I started to go, but they will throw that at me. You know, like the person who throws Tesla at me that Dennis hated it at $100 and, you know, or Dennis hated it. Well, Dennis hated it at $400 and $300 and $200 and $100. And I didn't even say anything really bad at $100. But, I mean, there's just people that are going to throw that at you because they don't like you. So, one, you just got to, you know, be able to change your mind and ignore, you know, people are going to hold you to what you said before. That doesn't matter. Your the opinions of other people doesn't matter. What matters is if you're a trader is your P&L. And you've got to be able to change your opinion. And you have that right to change your opinion. Don't hold on to a trade because, oh, I said it was going up and now I have to hold this because I said it was going up. Circumstances change all the time. We're in a dynamic world. Things change. Kohl's, bad trade by me. Bad stock. You know, I was thinking it was getting a buyout. I held on to a little piece. I, I thought the valuation was okay. Terrible. Get me out yesterday. I end up losing 30% on it. But you know why I didn't lose 100%? Because I think eventually maybe I would if I kept holding on to that. So, I mean, got to be able to change your opinion. Yeah. And there's always going to be changing factors in the intraday market, right? We can get some kind of comment from uh, Jerome Powell, right? We can get some kind of comment from a company, right? I think we'll always just remember, as traders, we don't stick to just one confirmation bias. This is easily how traders get wrecked. This is how a lot of people end up holding the bag and they say, oh no, but the stock is going to come back. Or oh, like yeah. people that are maybe getting just completely ripped on, yeah. on the short squeeze there for NVIDIA. It, oh, but it's over overbought, but it's overbought. Just like we tell you guys, just because something's overbought doesn't, doesn't mean it can't, can't get more going. overbought. Exactly, man. And, yeah. and that's what trading's really about. The truth is, is nothing 100%. It's all about being able to be flexible, being able to jump on the psychology of the current market environment. 100%. And if you're able to do that, you just might end up into the green. And, and it ain't and I easy. Mean, <laughs> it's just about longevity. And I mean, if you're so, you know, of your opinion and I'm going to be right and the market's going to be wrong. If your opinion's wrong and you hold on to that stuff too long, it, you, you're, you're inevitably going to be wrong. I mean, as a trader... You have to be wrong sometimes. Like I think, you know, long-term performance when we analyze the bright trading, successful traders are right 54, 55% of the time. Yeah. Those are some really good traders. If you're kicking up 58, 59, you're killing it. Man. So, I mean, even the best traders are wrong 40% of the time. So if you're unwilling to admit you're wrong and you're holding on to all those losers, you could be right 59% of the time, wrong 41, and blow out your account because you were unwilling to cut those losses and those losses just ate away your portfolio. So we inevitably are going to have good calls and bad calls. It's how we adapt to those calls, to those positions that will define our success. Exactly. And like we always say, right, take everything we say with a little bit of grain of salt, because the truth is, is that we do not know. Nothing. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody all right. Have a good one, Dennis. Mitch, I think we love you, man. Thanks, we hit buddy. him hard there, man. Appreciate yep. you like always, Dennis. Go do what you do best, man. All right. We'll get you guys over to live trading action. That's coming up next. And if you guys didn't check out, of course, yesterday's Sports Titan event and you like stocks like DraftKings, FanDuels, and you like stocks that are in the sports betting industry, you want to learn a little bit about gambling.com. Definitely take a look, of course, at our sports betting Titan event. It was on yesterday, but you can get a lot of learning into the industry. If for any reason you don't understand how the sports betting technologies work, I definitely check out that event to get that edge. I'll see you guys, of course, on live trading. That's coming up next. And like always, we're going to need to always be bouncing, right? Like right now, yesterday, I had to cut some of the trades because I was thinking that maybe we were getting more of a profit take in technology. Well, today, sure as hell, we might not see that profit taking. We might see more loading up in technology. So like always, we just got to pay attention to what is in the present moment versus what was in the past and the future. I'll see you guys on live trading. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot for you guys coming up next.